Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rebecca S., as in Frank, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Friday, December 13th, 2019, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 6, Into Action, on page 75. We will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph, which begins with, Returning home, we find a place, and ends with, To make mortar without sand. Today's readers are Tenzin P., Wendy M., yes, Wendy M., uh, Susan H., and Naomi B. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Thursday, December 12, 2019, Okay, somebody's unmuted to uh, 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern Time meetings are 13,806 and 13,812, respectively. That's 13806 for the 7 a.m. meeting and 13812 for the 10 a.m. meeting. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's, uh, our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to read the OA 12 Steps. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, 
made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. You too. I will now ask Wendy M. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Wendy M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious, our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you for your service, Wendy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book in chapter six into action on page 75. We will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph, which begins with returning home, we find a place, it's a little noisy, and ends with, there's a lot of noise there, and ends with to make mortar without sand. I will now ask Susan H. to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. This is Susan H. in Ohio. I am, am very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, grateful to be able to be through this today. <clears throat> Returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We thank God from the bottom of our We lost you, Susan H. There was noise on the line. I don't know if it was your phone or someone else's. Can you hear me, Susan H.? Okay, so if I'm unmuted again, should I start from the beginning? Yeah. Is that your line that's making that scratching sound, do you know? I don't know. I don't hear it here. I'm I'm on my earbuds as usual. I don't hear the scratching noise. And you don't hear it. Okay. All right. Yeah, if you don't mind, why don't you just... Okay, returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we've done. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, for we are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man at last. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? Susan H. in Ohio. Um, I recall this when I worked this stuff the first time and how uh, little notes about page 59 so I can find it again when I have that hour by myself and um, it was a Hi, real this is Victoria good... L. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Maybe you could take your earbuds off because it's extremely difficult to hear what you're saying with all the background noise. Okay. That crossed my mind too, Susan H. So thank you okay. whoever made that suggestion. I think that's okay. better. Is thank that you. better? I believe it is. Go right okay. ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I have uh, a lot of notes around this because, uh, oh, what my sponsor, stop, listen, quiet for an hour, consider the questions, read before meditation time. And I've, I did that for myself as a sponsor. <laughs> and page 59, so I know where to refer for the 12 steps in here. Um, the time I spent, the hour I spent was, was amazing. I was amazed that I was able to share these things with another human being and I was not rejected and I did not feel I did not feel judged and I did not feel 
subhuman, which is how I felt a good deal of the time. As a matter of fact, this was my um, introduction to serenity. This is where I learned serenity. I may not have it every day, every hour of the day, but it was it was a beautiful time. And uh, I don't really have a lot more to share on this, but it 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 this is so important, such an important part of the fifth step. And uh, I can't stress it enough. And uh, I will pass with that. Thank you, Susan H., for reading and uh, sharing and getting us started today. Um, If you haven't shared on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the third paragraph on page 75 in the big book, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name. Charles H. Anna M. Katie B. from Boston. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't even bother saying another name. Let me just get the ones I think I heard. I heard Charles H., I heard Anna M., and then already I've forgotten. Do you remember who was after Anna M.? Katie G. from Boston. Katie. Rebecca B. C. Rebecca Melissa B. C. Wait, 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 wait. Rebecca B., I just don't write that fast. Did I, after Rebecca B., who was it? Was it Ginger, maybe? Yes, Ginger C. Oh, Ginger C. And then Sandy, um, no? I know you're trying. I think Melissa and then yes, Melissa thanks. Melissa, I gotta figure out. Right. See, okay. And then was it Sandy? Yes, Sandy F. Oh. Chicago Land. F is in Frank. Yes. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Did anyone else say their name and I didn't hear it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to get 10 more names. Okay, we'll go with Charles H., Anna M., Katie G., Rebecca B., Ginger M., Melissa C., and Sandy F. Charles H., take it away. Oh, Charles, we can't hear you. Oh, oh, Charles, he's here. Um, <laughs> Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you um, for your service and moderating. And even all the service that we do, we don't get extra credit in summer school. Um, <laughs> and that's just real. So um, you want me to kill that concept of you can't do the next step until you do this step? Page 69 tells me, in meditation, we ask God, what we should do about each specific matter, right? And, and, um, and this paragraph here that we're studying this morning has some questions. Bill knew that every day we have to answer these questions. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, including myself in the past, have picked up because I didn't answer these questions. I rested on my morals. I was just speaking to a sponsor yesterday and, like, you know, um, doing the amends process, and a lot of people think, oh, yeah, one and done. No, this is every single day, right? And what, what is this, in meditation we ask? That sounds like step 11 to me. And at this point, we're not in step 11. But I just wanted to kill that thing that you don't go to the next step until you do this step. You know, it, this inventory process is all intertwined. Um, 
you know, I need to, I need to, I need to uh, open my mind and close my eyes sometime, right? And I can get some stuff, right? We just need to give people the correct information out of the book, right? Um, what was I going to say, man? So, so, uh, I, and another concept, real quick, that you know, the six and the seven step ain't got no promises. I promise you, and I think the big book does too. Just because it's not stated don't mean it won't happen i promise you if you stay quiet for an hour you know you will learn some things because we hear some magnificent shares on here you know katie says there's 14 people that can share every hour i promise you if you listen to those 14 people and don't be one of them 14 people every day you're going to hear some stuff if you humble yourself humble yourself and let's exalt this big book and let's allow others to have a voice. Everybody's voice here is valid, important, and I learn from everybody. And with that, I pass. Thank you. With time on the clock, thank you, Charles H. Anna M. Good morning. Um, this is Anna M., and I'm cross-addicted, recovered compulsive eater from Connecticut. Can I be heard? You can be here at Anna M. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you, everyone, for being on the line. Well, in this part, this paragraph is talking about step five after step four and going into step five. And, well, I, I remember doing this a while ago, and my sponsor saying, oh, well, now take the book and look at it, and I remember exactly hearing that. And and at that time I didn't understand why, but I was what you know I did what I was told. And I realized now, fast forwarding it, that, that process of step four and step five comes in very useful. If you haven't done your steps, pay attention. Steps four and step five will be used later on when you're taking, you know, regular inventory. And I didn't realize it at the time how useful it would be. But the whole idea of admitting my faults to another human being and God really, to me, seemed like, you know, a catastrophic event, like no way kind of thing. But the truth is, in that admission comes a sense of relief that, holy holy crap, like I don't, you know, I'm off the hook in a, in a sense. Not like, okay, do whatever you want kind of way, but that I admitted this thing to another person and to God and now move along with the process. Did I forget anything? Let me look at this again. Let me sit for an hour, look at the first five steps proposal. And in doing that, it's ironic because last night I was on the phone with my sponsor and I admitted some stuff some stuff I really didn't want to look at or see, but that's what happens. You know, get being recovered, working the steps over and over, having sponsees, helping another person. It's a process. And, you know, help me, dear God, help me to set aside what I think I know. Put it on the shelf in exchange for your 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous so I could, you know, be, be of maximum service to you and my fellows. I'm so very grateful for you all, and I thank you so very much. And with that, I pass. We're grateful for you, too, Anna M. Thank you for sharing. Katie G. 
Good morning, Rebecca. Katie G. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Boston. You know, I'm really literal, and I got really excited to put my book on the shelf. <laughs> and I do every time. I put it on the shelf. I finish up with the sponsor. I take it down. Now, look, God does not make too harsh terms with those who honestly seek him. So if you take 59 minutes, my humble experience and opinion is that God still meets you. Right, but so what am I supposed to be doing here? Let's look at the language and, you know, big book uh, scholars, I'm sorry if I mess this up, but it's asking me, are my stones properly in place? So I'm supposed to go back to step one, two, three, four, five. I'm supposed to look at my cornerstone, page 47, step two, right? My keystone, page 62, the third step decision. Have I skimped on the cement? Right? Um, and am I trying to make mortar without sand? Now, mortar, I looked up, mortar has sand in it. Right? Am I withholding anything? Or, God forbid, do I think I have power, choice, and control around the food? Because for me, if I'm not willing or getting an effect on any step, I gotta look at step one. How is the food? And am I, am I saying I have power, choice, and control around the food? Or do I think I'm managing my life again? Because the point of this step work is not for KDG to be in management. It's not to teach me how to manage. It's so God manages my life, right? And, and, and I thank God from the bottom of my heart that I know him better. Why? Because I've admitted to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of my wrongs, of what is going on in KDG, of my thinking, right, of the fact that I have self-centered fear. And you might be having a grumbly tummy, tummy, but if you're getting coffee and you have a grumbly tummy and you look at me cross-eyed and I'm afraid of being rejected, what do I think? I think you're rejecting me. I think that that cross-eyed is because I've done something wrong and there's something fundamentally wrong with me. Or somebody, somebody calls me who doesn't usually call me, right? I assume she's firing me. I assume there's something wrong with me, that self-centered fear. But the first time I did that fifth step, I just sat there and I was empty, right? And I carefully reviewed, how's your step one, KDG? Not 10 years ago, not five years ago, right now in this moment, Right now, in this moment, I'm, am I surrendered? How's step two? Right? Have I made that decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God by following through with these action steps? And then I get to sit there and be empty with God and make sure there's nothing else. Because that one thing that I, and I'll wrap up with this, that I refuse to tell to my sponsor, guess what, guys? Eating's going to be a step up from that one thing. we got to admit it, surrender it. And the freedom, which is not free, is beyond everything. And I'd rather freedom than relief today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Rebecca B. Hi, Rebecca. Can you hear me? I hear you, Rebecca B. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Um, yes, hi, I'm Rebecca B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater north of Boston. And um, I just I want to also start by saying I'm so grateful for our meeting. Um, it's always a cornerstone in my life. I've been homesick this week, and it's particularly um, a cornerstone when, when I'm confined to being in a place that uh, doesn't allow me to get to face-to-face -face meetings this week. And that cornerstone, I mean, our program and recovery and the freedom that this all leads to, it's, it's progressive, right? I always 
I always love the saying that recovery is progressive, just as our disease is. We're not going to, I'm not going to, going to stand still, right? Um, use that as sort of a symbol of, um, I'm, I'm not going to stay in place. Life isn't that way. I always thought when I was in my disease, and, and even in recovery, I had this um, finish line I wanted to get to, this place called perfection. And when I was there, everything would stay put, right? I would have gotten rid of all of my character defects. I would have, I would be this perfect person. And then everything could just stay in a very safe and, and quote unquote, you know, real way. And that's not how this works. This is not how recovery works for me. And so I'm either going further into my recovery or I'm going closer back into a relapse. And this hour, this little paragraph here describes in many ways the rest of our steps, right? So it says, we do our fifth step, and then we take time with, with our higher power. We take time with our creator. We take time with God, which is step 11, right? Every single day, I have to make that connection throughout the day, and particularly for me in, the t- in a time in the morning that I set aside. Uh, my favorite time of the day is my time alone with God. And uh, my selfish side could stay there all day, but that's actually not going to lead me to the happiness I think it would. Um, and what I love about this paragraph this morning that sticks out to me is this concept of sand, that things can't be built without the sand. The sand, as I'm hearing it this morning, are my character defects. They're, it's the grist for the mill, right? And it's it's the 10th steps that, that I come back to every day in my own writing. Every time I talk to my sponsor, I'm, I'm going to those grists to those sands that are actually what make things ultimately get strong in my relationship with my higher power and in my recovery. And so it isn't about perfection. It's about living in our program, living in the steps. And this little paragraph is like a preview of that, right? We do our work, we come back, we connect with our higher power, we ask ourselves where we're still, is there more that we need to be doing? And then we go through the steps again, and it's just an ongoing process. So, um, I'm really grateful to be here, and thanks, everybody. I'll pass. Thank you, Rebecca B. Ginger M. M. Did I get that right? No. Ginger C., right? Hi, Rebecca. (laughs) Yeah, good morning. Thank you so much for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. So we shall walk a free man at last. And isn't that what we're all after You know, this nightmare of this food reality that has had me prisoned and shackled for years that I thought would never end. And now I have a chance to be a free man. And this direction is so clear again with this book. And it begins by being quiet for an hour. That's 60 complete minutes, you know, and I sometimes laugh. I'm barely able to do my 20-minute meditation sit. Now you want me to be quiet for an hour with God? Really? And yeah, really, if you want what they got, do what they did. This is vital work. This is life and death. And if I miss something, I have a chance right here, right now. It's always into action. Even though I'm slowing down and dropping in, it's still I'm being with this higher power. And I'm trying to do two things. Most importantly, through all this work, I'm trying to be honest. Because as an addict, I lie, cheat, and steal. I got to get to the truth because the truth will set me free. And I want to be a free man at last. And like Leah always says, freedom is not free. It requires this work, this precise, exact work. So I get to be honest now. How am I doing? 
Right here, right now, how are you doing? Check in. Are you skimping on something? Do you have a secret? Did you omit something in that fifth step that you need to go back to and go back to your sponsor and get honest? Because your life depends on it. Because the most important piece for each and every one of us, the only reason why we are here right now, not eating and on this line, is because of the grace of God. And without God, I have nothing and I am nothing. And the most important piece with all of this work is this selfishness and this self-centeredness, this thing that I must be rid of or it will kill me. And that's what's so amazing with this fifth step that we've just been talking about these past days. I get back to humility, the most important piece, along with honesty. Because I'm not that much, but I'm all I think about. And I think I know a lot. And where did I not set that ball rolling again? Where was I not selfish and self-centered thinking about Ginger's plans and designs? And if I'm really digging and I'm really looking, that fifth or fourth column makes it really clear where I was heading. Back to me. And I get back to humility. And then most importantly, I get to go with a forgiving and helpful spirit and really make that ninth step the way God wants me to, to make things right so I don't continue to create harm in this world. There's too much pain. But the greatest pain is to return back to that greatest lie that the food is some type of solution. So follow it precisely, exactly, and you will be free walking. Free at last. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Ginger C. Melissa C., before you go, I just want to let those of you who got on the line late know if you haven't already figured it out, that we read the last paragraph on page 75, Returning Home, We Find a Place. Melissa C., it's your turn. Hi. Thanks, Rebecca. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and um, my heart's kind of pounding this morning. Um, I, I have a very personal, you know, experience with this direction, and, and this really was a life changer for me. Um, I could not sit quiet for an hour. Like, I, and that's, you know, when I was up to this part, I was crawling out of my skin when I had to sit for an hour. And that was a really good indication that I was not being honest about everything. And, you know, today is a very significant anniversary um, in my life. It, It happens that this reading falls out you know, there's no mistake. Um, it was 14 years ago today that I had lost my son, um, and I had when I when I had to do my um, fifth step, there was a piece of that story that I held on to. I had tremendous guilt and remorse over, and I never let it out, and I never would let it see the light of day. And therefore, I walked around with a lot of anger and resentment and guilt, just this tremendous guilt. And whether real or imagined, it didn't matter. You know, my responsibility, um, what mattered was that I was keeping a secret. And when I had to sit for an hour, I couldn't do it. I was crawling out of my skin. And I, it came to me like, you're alive. You didn't die. But you're going to die if you don't do this. And I called my 
months back. I'm so grateful that this direction was there because we made an appointment and we got back together again and I let it all out. I told my whole story and it wasn't on any forms. It wasn't like I didn't have to, you know, I had already done the sheets with her. There was no sheet that I could do that I just had to tell her what was rolling around in my brain. And she looked at me with such compassion. And it was like mirrored right back to me. I felt compassion for myself. And I really I really had a spiritual experience that day. Nothing ever looked the same. And nothing has looked the same really since then. It, it, I just, and whenever I do this work now with someone, um, I always say, like, take that hour. Please take that hour. Anything that comes up, it, it, you know, do not hesitate. This is the stuff. This saved my life. You know, it saved my life. And um, thanks for that all cast. Thanks, Melissa C. Sandy F. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Sandy F. from Chicagoland. And I've been listening to A Vision for You for almost four years, and I've never um, made any comments. And I'm just so grateful for this because uh, scholars of the program, I hear so much each day from each of you uh, because you're working the program, and I get to learn from you. I've been in the program over 25 years, and the first time through the fourth step, of course, I wrote a novel, everything I could possibly think of, of the uh, harms others had done me and all of my fears. And I didn't really have the guides that I have today on the fourth column. I honestly could not see my part. And I think a big reason for that was the abstinence that I had at that time. I believe I was doing the best, as all of us do, with uh, what we're given. And my abstinence was um, from obvious sugars, but I didn't have uh, the knowledge at that time of what other sugars were doing. Even though I had heard from a few others that uh, we needed to be off of all sugar and white flour, I think I wasn't ready to receive that either. And so um, all the layers of the onion skin over the years were peeled back, and I had a health issue. And during that time, I didn't want to go on medication. I started reading the big book from the very beginning. I thought, I'm going to read through this book. And when I read hundreds that had recovered, it hit me. I mean, it was like a lightning bolt. And I thought, I can recover. I can have true peace. These promises can come true for me. And I took it out. I took the substances out. And I tell you, it was like I'd been given a new brain. I saw things totally different. I went to a meeting and I heard our dear friend Larry say, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And he was the only other person I had ever heard say that. So I learned then about a vision for you, and I started listening to that. And I believe God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. And I believe he does that for each of us as we come to the big book, as we come to listen to this uh, wonderful A Vision for You program um, you know, he just does for us what we can't do. And it's a very humbling program, and I'm very grateful for that. And 
I hope to be working it the rest of my life and giving back uh, so generously what I've been given. So thank you all for your service, and um, just God bless you, and Melissa, um, hugs to you today. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Sandy S., as in Frank from Chicago. So um, if you haven't shared on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the third paragraph on page 75 in the big book, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Donna G. Donna G. Christina J. Anita B. Wait one second. Christina J. Anita B. Right? John K. John K. One or two more, if you'd like. Okay. We'll go with. Donna G, Christina J, Anita B, and John K. Donna K, go right ahead. Donna G, I mean, go right ahead. Oh, that's okay. So this is Donna G um, from Pennsylvania. Um, Thank you for your service. Uh, Grateful to be here. Um, I just, I had a very, very um, awesome experience with um, this hour of, reflection and prayer and meditation and um, I'm so grateful to my sponsor who had me um, take the hour and I felt like there was no way I could get through an hour I actually I don't think she told me I don't remember but to get on my knees but I did I did kneel and um, I I just thought there's no way there's no way I can I can kneel here for an hour. I can't I can't do it. Um, and you know when I think about that now, there's so many hours and hours and hours that I lived my life in silence. I mean, without speaking, without having anybody there. Um, but it was all isolation. It was all with the food. It was all um, doing something else. Maybe if it was with someone else, it was a diversion or it it just wasn't a, it wasn't connected at all to um to anything outside myself other than um selfish 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 things that i you know that you're giving myself shopping whatever whatever it was whatever it was um so it was just a very unique experience and at the very very end i always say my god has a sense of humor because at the very end of the hour i was ready to give up nothing major had been revealed to me, um, and at the very end, um, a life-changing revelation came through, and I am just so, so grateful that I um, was desperate enough to take the words of the book and my sponsor, um, literally, and spend that full hour. Um, uh, God revealed himself so immensely, and um, I by training, my background is in counseling, and I, you know, uh, like a true addict, I hate when anything changes, and, you know, um, I don't practice right now, but in the field, we, you know, we hear these different terms, and, and I'm like, oh, everything's changing, you know, if I ever go back to it, I'll never be able to, to, to learn these terms, and one of the terms is um, holding space that I keep hearing, you know, and, and I... Um, I really believe that during that hour, that's what God did for me. He held space, and he invited me in, and because I had done the work, 
Um, you know, the space was held before. He was always there and willing. But because I did the work, um, I was able to hear exactly um, toward the end of that hour what was meant for me to hear. And I am so grateful for that. And I am, and you know, now I just know that any time I need to, I want to. God's really willing, okay. ready to hold space for me. And um, He is the best space holder. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. That's what this program has given me. And for the newcomers, I just really encourage you, um, really, really encourage you to take this literally. You know, take the hour. Um, let God hold space for you. Um, and uh, you know, that's our way to freedom, and it's it, it meant the world to me with that pass. Thanks, Donna G. Christina J. Good morning. This is Christina J. from the state of Washington. Did you call on me? I did. Good morning, okay. Christina. <laughs> okay. Uh, recovered here in the state of Washington today and grateful for this book and everyone that has busted open every paragraph for me and so many others. This whole book for me has been a walk towards God, a walk towards something bigger within myself that I felt I had a relationship with, but it was like a marriage where you're just roommates. I was just roommates with God. I didn't really consult with God on most things in my life, unless I was just desperate, you know, like so many people are desperate, and, oh, God, help me through this, God, you know, get me that job. It was always about stuff that I wanted. It wasn't really about how I could be to service to others or um, face my fears or live a peaceful life. I figured if I got what I wanted uh, in life, I would live a peaceful life. Uh, As soon as I got my stuff, I'd be happy. As soon as I reached my career goals, I'd be happy and just never happened. It just my life just tumbled and turned and went into a bigger and bigger and bigger ball of twisted, winded up yarn um, that was almost impossible to detangle. In fact, I couldn't detangle it by myself. And how I got ease and comfort, of course, from that confusing uh, living was to eat. And then, of course, that backfired. <clears throat> So I don't think it's there's any mistakes like many others have said that this the name vision fell into my pathway at a certain point and that was God. God loves me enough that he brought me to this program and got me recovered. When I got to this particular place in the book <clears throat> and I did this, I was shell-shocked. Uh, and in a good way, but I felt elated so much so that in my past, if I had felt this elated, I would have eaten. I, I didn't quite know what to do with myself. I was so excited and so, I don't know, emptied out, completely emptied out. So I sat with the book, as suggested, and looked at the uh, first five proposals. I looked at what I'd written. I reviewed everything. I prayed, and I found some stuff, and um, I released it. But what I've found is that this particular paragraph, doing this is the beginning of the deeper walk because we're emptied out. We can allow God to fill that space. This, was, this is the beginning of God saying, here's my hand, let's go. You're free of that stuff. Now I can fill that emptiness within you. I'm going to finish up here. Um, this is the arch that we walk through. And what we do after we walk through is going to be coming in the next several chapters. A couple chapters here. So 
jump in, as I've said before, uh, start walking the path. You'll find freedom here. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Christina J. from the state of Washington. Anita B. Good morning. Thank you. Anita B. from New Jersey. Um, So my experience with uh, Step 5 and this hour has been changed throughout my recovery. Um, I remember the first couple of times getting to this step and thinking that hour just was not important. And so I would spend five minutes, but to me that felt like an hour, so that was long enough, right? And then uh, I remember this last time saying, okay, I have to time this this time. I have to know what an hour is like. And so I timed it and I struggled. I remember texting my sponsor through it saying, I don't think I can sit here for an hour. I just don't, it just, it's so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable sitting with myself that hour. Uh, but I stayed there and I persevered and I'm so grateful I did. Um, not that I found a whole, uh, anything that I left out, but I found that Doing that helped me, what which is now helping me in my meditation. And I'm now, you know, I couldn't meditate for more than two minutes in the morning. I didn't even know what that was like. But you see, every time I do the steps and I do the directions, I learn more and more. You know, I often tell people, nothing is wasted with God. None of my experience are wasted. None of those five minutes that felt like an hour, not the hour that I couldn't sit still, not these. I'm actually sitting for a half hour every morning in meditation and prayer and writing. You know, these are things that just come along after many years of me working this program. So I'm just really grateful that God gave me the perseverance to keep coming back and keep doing this work and keep learning and keep, like someone said, my recovery progresses too. I loved that. So thanks, everyone, for being here, and I'm very grateful today. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you for sharing, Anita B. John K. Hey, this is John Kay, a compulsive eater, uh, you know, from Northern Virginia, although I'm on vac- um, you know, traveling for work in Florida. Thank you so much for holding this meeting, everyone. I really appreciate it. Just really grateful. Very much needed a meeting this morning. Just, you know, had to, you know, had to fire someone yesterday at work and, uh, yeah, helpful. Uh, anyway, to get back to the text, um, you know, this is actually my first vision for you meeting, so I'm a little new at this, but I really do appreciate everyone's share and really do appreciate the reading this morning. I mean, it's funny, sort of looking at the thing in context, um, you know, but b- both working my own fourth step, you know, the first time, I and also sponsoring other people, I sort of think I had this, you know, idea that, okay, what, what I got out of this this paragraph, which... Yeah, in context isn't true, is, is, okay, well, you know, when you're done with your fourth step, you know, let it sit for a week or something, or let it sit for some period of time and then go back to it and ask if you've missed anything. Um, sort of a, a sort of action focus, of, uh, sort of a, you know, overt action, I guess, as opposed to the, the harder action that someone like me doesn't like of actually sitting, you know, in, in meditation. And, you know, you sort, you sort of realize that, you know, you, you haven't quite done things right. I mean, you sort of... I. You know, key for me in my spiritual practice is to let the book read you, as opposed to being read, you know, reading the book. And 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 so, just I really appreciate everyone's shares, and it just sort of something that you know I I, I think, yeah, I'm going to integrate myself. Um, 
unfortunately, I'm not sharing my experience having done this, but you know, still very grateful for everyone's share and for just for the reading this morning. Thank you so much and hope everyone's having a, a great day. I'll, I'll, I'll pass. Thanks, John Kay. Glad you joined us. Glad everyone joined us, but your first vision meeting and you shared. That's awesome. Um, you know what? We have time for two more shares. Who wants to take the slots? Marjo from Janet. I heard Marge O, and who else was speaking at the same time as Marge? Janice P.M. Okay, you know, I know there are two of you, so I heard Janice P.M. Who was the other name in case there's time? Melissa P. Deanna B., was it? I don't know. Is there a Deanna B.? Yes, I just said Deanna B., but I might have been the third person. I'm not sure. Okay, okay, and then there was a Melissa. Okay, so if by any chance anyone shares really fast, we may have time for more than two. So Marge, oh, go right ahead. Thank you. May I be heard? Yes, good morning. Thank, thank you, thank you. I I will be fast. I wanted to comment because this sitting for an hour for me was a literal hell. I thought, how am I ever going to sit for an hour? because I just was so busy running, running away from myself, running away from others, diving right into the food, because that answered all my questions about me. This is where I deserve to be, just stuffing my face and staying away from others. And this fifth step, someone else was so eloquent this morning. It was so true. It gave me a whole new freedom. It also gave me the feeling that this is the beginning, and that expression going through the archway and going forward to living a much better life and being able to sit with myself for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes doesn't seem so impossible. And it it didn't and it doesn't. So with that, I thank you for the opportunity to share and onward to the next person. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Marjo. Janice P.M. Well, good morning to you, Rebecca Rapps. This is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Please, please kindly. Um, you know, a lot of us have been here a long time, and some of us are new. And when I was new, this is I'm going to be talking from from sharing from somebody that is new in, in my own experience. When I was new, as some of you are. You know, I didn't know what the heck this paragraph was asking me to do with all these questions, with cement, with uh, all that stuff, cement. And uh, so there's a lot of important information here. We have to, I remember that, you know, Bill, the way that Bill writes, the more you read this book, the more you study it, the more I studied it, Bill writes like a builder. He's building a structure. So then you can kind of, and he's painting a picture here of a structure that you and I are going to go and walk through and have a spiritual awakening because that's the result of these steps. This is why we're doing it. So he's painting a picture of this wonderfully effective spiritual structure 
and that's in the in we agnostics. Oh, okay, so he's a builder. All right. So what does he how do you build? First of all, you have to have a foundation. Upon this foundation of complete willingness, I might he says, I might I might uh, build what I saw in my friend. And we're working in this journey to a spiritual awakening, right? So um, that is the foundation. So this is why he's telling us to sit for an hour. And this is the only place I believe in the book that he tells us that. Because we go boom, boom, boom. We don't sit in any place after we finish a step. We're supposed to go right on to the next one. So he's saying, you know, you, you sit there and you meditate and you go through the first five steps. I mean, I, I don't know where I was, but I proposals, I'm saying, where are the proposals? Well, on page 59, we go through the first five steps. And some of these questions, I, I, I was so, it was so confusing. Well, the first step says that is we have to be, wi- we have to be completely willing and honest. The second step tells us, you know, to believing and to believe, to be willing to believe is the cornerstone of our personality change. You see, so there's the cornerstone when you build. There's a foundation, and then there's a cornerstone, and then there's an arch where we're going to walk through. So is that keystone, that middle stone, are we having starting to believe in a new life? Okay, so I got those three steps gone. And then the four and the five. So this is what we're doing. We're seeing if we miss anything. With that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Janice. Deanna B., do you want to take a minute? This is Deanna B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Chicago area. And thank you very much. I've been listening since June of 2014, and the last couple years I I haven't commented. And I thought, you know, this really means a lot to me, this paragraph, because I had never done anything like this before, and I've been around these rooms since, oh, my goodness, 1975. And I never met my guy that took me through these steps. But the power... That sitting there, was it an hour? I don't know. I didn't time it, but I had a caller back. Well, actually, I did. And, you know, did I do the best I could? I did. And that's all that matters. I'm the kind of person that when I hear people on the line are used to, oh, I have to do what she does. Oh, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, why didn't I do that? Today, I have the freedom where I don't think that most of the time. And uh, I do feel that I'm walking as a free person in this world. And I appreciate all of you. Thank you. And I'll pass. Thanks, Deanna B. And Melissa, I'm sorry we've run out of time, but maybe you could share in the second hour if you're available. So thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Friday, December 13, 2019, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 13,817. That's 13817.
Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Naomi B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Hi, Rebecca. I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, good morning again, Naomi Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until